Hey, this is Josh from Sugartooth. You guys are watching The Heavy Galaxy Show. Great. All right. We appreciate you coming on the Heavy Galaxy show with us, Mark. I know you're obviously joining us, as we can see from the road right now. Yep. As I believe you guys are in Chicago tonight, we are. correct? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we're at Reggie's right now. So. Very I'm cool, man. there chilling. Nice, man. So how's the tour been going so far, man? Fill us in. Very good. Very good. Uh, we started um, last Friday in St. Vitus. So we've done, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, so we did Vitus, then we did Kung Fu Necktie in Philly, then we played in Pittsburgh. Um, wow. And then we did, uh, Indiana Asa cups. We were in, uh, Kentucky last night and we are in Chicago right now. Very cool, man. Very nice cool. Well, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, I know it's been uh, a little while since you guys hit the road. So, I mean, you know, five years, obviously since the last record too, you got the great new record out, uh, remedy. Um, yep. and I'll say man, just from in my opinion, I think it's the best release you guys have done to date. I mean, the riffs are, are through the roof. I mean, your vocals, there's different things you've done vocally on this record. Um, so, I mean, my question, I guess, is obviously, I'm sure the pandemic was one of the reasons it took so long for the record to come out. But do you think right. that also benefited you guys that you were able to sort of maybe experiment a little more than you usually could? And maybe you, you know, edit yeah. some new elements and stuff? Yeah, go ahead and talk about yeah, that. Yeah, you know, so, um, yeah, I... I so literally, I probably wrote like 20 tunes. Doug probably wrote like 20 tunes, you know, if, if not more, you know, during COVID. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'd have taken like a few lessons uh, from like Chris Broderick. So I, I, I think, you know, we, we got, you know, I think we got back to our roots. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, got a new drummer uh, who, who's, who's been amazing. So, you know, we, we definitely tried to make the best out of, uh, you know, everything shutting down, uh, shall we say. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, we did Europe. Uh, Christ, I think we did 19 days in Europe in October. Um, and then, yeah, you know, this tour. But, um, you know, we ended up playing some, I think, like five of the new songs in Europe. And they went over, like, amazingly. And, you know, we're playing, like, six or seven on this tour. And they're going over really really well so you know I, i'm excited and people are really digging the new album um oh, yeah. and yeah i, I agree I, I i think it's i think it's our, our best one to date i mm-hmm. think uh you know what what we had all you know been hearing in our you know in our heads and ears and everything i i think finally we were able you know to get that out and, and put it on vinyl so i'm really excited very cool, man. Yeah, and one of those elements uh, I mean that stand out to me is your vocals. Obviously, you've I think really upped your game on this record. I mean, definitely hearing some harmonies and hooks that we kind of haven't heard before. And uh, and what I love about it is it's really unpredictable. I mean, you're you've got all the different you know styles on some of these songs. I mean, for instance, the track Joe Don sure. Baker. 
you know, I mean, you get melodic, yeah. obviously, but then you start using some harsh metallic vocals in there as well. I mean, Pillow Talk has those hooks too, then on the chorus. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, talk about the vocal approach and what you wanted to do differently on this record yeah. compared to the previous ones. Yeah. So, you know, so I, I think um, I, I had everything written, you know, really kind of, you know, b before. And then two weeks before we went to the studio, uh, you know, I literally rewrote five of the tunes. Um, and then I rewrote, you know, I don't fuck, maybe 15 minutes to be really honest with you. And okay. then the next week I, I rewrote the five. Um, I wanted it, uh, you know, I was listening to like, uh, <clears throat> like a shit ton of like Roxy music, big star, the bands, okay. uh, you know, D'Angelo, Stevie Wonder, um, a lot of like Neil Young. So, you know, I, I wanted, I, I really wanted to, to go at it, um, like a heavy Motown album. You know, okay. uh, and, 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 and a lot of a lot of the stuff to be really, you know, uh, it's just shit that I was like, I'm going to give it a whirl. Like, you know, Rambo, uh, too, you know, that chorus. I have mm -hmm. no idea where that came from. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I just I just did it. And I was like, what the fuck? So, you know, it, it, it's one of those things where I think, you know, I was just really trying like anything that, that came to mind. Um you know, I, I literally, and, 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 you know, the boys were like, all right, you know, what about this? Or, so yeah, it, it was really, and I did, you know, the vocals in three days. Um, wow. So it, it, it was just one of those things where stuff I wanted to try really, really worked. It, it's shit that I'd never even thought of before. It, it worked even better. So, nice. You know, so, yeah, I, you know, I, I really wanted something that was, uh, you know, I wanted something layered. I, I wanted something to kind of show all the influences, you know, that, that I really dig. Um, you know, and, and I wanted something that, you know, was was very melodic you know, and really tight harmonies. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'm hoping that, you know, people dig it. But, but yeah, I, I think, like, I'm finally starting to feel, you know, like, you know, confident with singing, playing guitar, you know, things like that. So... I, this album, you know, I think was definitely something that, especially for me, that I really, you know, needed to uh, needed needed to come out and, and show kind of where my head was at. Sure. Well, Mark, uh, you know, we go way we go pretty far back. Uh, last time I had you, I actually had you on one of the earlier iterations of the Heavy Galaxy show. Totally. And it was after maybe your last album and i think it was your father had passed yeah not that long before that i remember that was a a heavy time for you to sir actually i just went through that just a couple oh. years ago my, myself sorry man yeah yeah and, and i i feel your pain even more now that i've that i've gone through it it's kind of crazy sure. and you know i've have great great admiration for this album what an album uh, another good one you've never done a bad one Okay, <laughs> so let's let's get that on, folks. If you don't know who Gozu is, every one of their albums is good, but it's different, and I don't yeah. think there's any silo effect to the variations of hard rock, guitar rock action going on. But then yeah. you blend these these vocals. Wow. Um, when you think back of who are your influences. Vocally, vocally, sure, yeah. Um, 
So, you know, uh, when, like, three of my huges are, uh, you know, Levon Helm, uh, Rick Danko, and Richard Manuel from the band. Uh, you know, I, Stephen Stills, um, you know, Sly Stone, uh, and then, you know, Tony Mitchell, Brian Ferry, um, you know, Greg Allman, um, you know, D'Angelo, uh, obviously like Stevie Wonder, um, you know, and, and like, like for me, it, it has to be, you know, I, I, I need to hear that, uh, you know, kind of, kind of the honesty in the voice, you know what I mean? Um, you know, so, so, so people, I, I think like that definitely, yeah. you know, but I, I really wanted something where, you know, the harmonies were layered on top of each other. And it's something that, you know, when you heard it, it, it really stuck in your ear. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, you know, definitely, definitely on this album, I was listening to a ton of Sly and the Family Stone. Uh, you know, a, a lot of big star, uh, you know, especially, you know, with the way that, you know, a lot of the voices blend. Um, so I was really listening to stuff that was, you know, very, very pleasing uh, to the ear. And, and I think because of that, it, it definitely let me take more chances than, you know, I, I usually would do. So, sure. you know, it, it's, it's definitely more of, um, yeah, uh, you know, <clears throat> I was into like a shit, you know, like a lot of Sabbath and stuff too, like that. But, you know, it, it, it tends to be more kind of in the, in the soul vein. Yeah. Um, you know, so, yeah, I mean, definitely, uh, I, I think... You know, with harmonies and things like that, it's very, you know, Crunch doesn't Nash, Neil Young, um, you know, the bands, uh, things like that. And definitely, you know, like even, you know, uh, Alice in Chains, things like that, you know, from when I was, you know, young. But, you know, and like, you know, Greg Allman for kind of more of the guttural. So, you know, just there's a shit ton of, of influences that I have. Yeah. And I think that this album kind of shows that. Yeah, and and of course you're a guitar player also. So talk to us a little bit about what were the early influences on guitar that kind of got you that into got into sure. music. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, you know, my parents took me to see like Jim Croce when I was like four years old. Uh, you know, I, I saw Earth, Wind, and Fire with my father. I don't know, I was like twelve. I saw George Benson, um, and then. All the older dudes around me were way into like Thin Lizzy, which you know what I mean Van Halen, like Tigers of Pang Tang, Maiden, uh, you know. And, and then my dad was like a huge, you know, like Willie Nelson fan, uh, you know, Waylon Jennings, like all the Highwaymen stuff. Um, you know, for you know, regarding guitar playing and things like that, uh, you know, I think I, I'm not one that like wants to rip solos and shit. You know what I mean? I love playing rhythm guitar, like obviously, you know, with riffs and things like that. But, you know, guys like, <clears throat> definitely like, you know, Dwayne Allman was one of my favorite, uh, you know, Dickie Betts, um, I, you know, Jerry Garcia, uh, you know, but I, you know, Bob Weir, um, you know, like, you know, the Van Halen stuff is amazing. Uh, you know, riff wise, it was so funky. But, you know, and, and then, you know, definitely like someone like George Benson, even like, you know, Ray Parker Jr. on the early Stevie Wonder stuff. Um, you know, Neil Young is probably one of my, you know, favorite guitar players uh, ever. Steven Stills is up there. 
you know, uh, a huge influence, you know, definitely just in singing and playing. Um, you know, it's definitely like a, you know, Terry Cass from Chicago, Steve Lukather. Um, nice. <laughs> so, so things like that. Um, you know, I, I always listen to, you know, guitar players that could also sing, you know, even like Warren Haynes. Probably my favorite guitarist, you know, now is, is probably Derek Trucks, you know. Uh, but then, you know, you, you have Mike from Yob, who I think is absolutely brilliant, you know, the way he layers, you know, his guitar and vocals, things like that. You know, so, so there are definitely a lot of, um, you know, uh, I think players as I get older, um, you know, that, that I'm definitely, you know, getting way, way, way into. But yeah, as a kid, it was definitely, you know, like Almer Brothers, uh, Skinner. I mean, that definitely, you know, with Rosington and Collins, um, I mean, that, that stuff I still listen to quite all sure. the time. So, you know, it, it's definitely in that um you know, th those were some of my early influences, uh, <coughs> excuse me, regarding gu guitar playing. Just and, so and, much. Like, Niles Rogers <laughs> is huge, too, for me. And, I mean, you, you're really, like, all over the map. Uh, yeah. Just an amazing amount of different stuff, different uh, everything. Totally. When did you take the leap to say, to do heavy rock music? I mean, I mean, yeah. all those are these influences, but... yeah. When so, you know you've created this sound that evolves each album, might I say? I yeah, mean, early so, stuff reminded me of Queens of the Stone Age to some yeah. degree. Well, so yeah, talk I mean, to us about that adventure. How did you get yeah. into the heavy, the doing heavy music, sure. and then the adventure on the first few albums and so on? Yeah, yeah. So Queens of the Stone Age is one of my favorite bands. Like I've, you know, I've always loved them. Um, you know, like I, I remember hearing the first time I remember hearing like Rated R. You know, and uh, and that, that stuff always, like, so, always, 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 you know, some of my go-to uh, tunes. Um, you know, it, it was one of those things where growing up, I always listened to heavy stuff, you know. Uh, and then, but then, you know, I played in, like, seven-piece soul bands. <laughs> um, you know, Doug and I played in a band together. It was, like, you know, very, like, Jeff Buckley, Radiohead. But, you know, I, I knew, like, I, I knew, you know, I wanted to do something, you know, heavy just from, you know, I, I think from really early on, you know, the, the other guys that, I, you know, I'd hang out with. Um, so, you know, when it came time, you know, for Doug being like, dude, you want to do something in this realm? And then obviously, you know, we were way into clutch and, and, and you know, oh. but obviously Sabbath and things like that. But, uh, you know, for, for me, like writing, you know, like, especially like Ben Gazzara and the handler, I had never written, you know, anything like that musically it, it just was one of those things i probably from listening to like a shit ton of sleep you know um so i i think that you know we definitely wanted well i wanted to take you know, really really kind of the leap in, in, in into in some of the area you know longer tunes um and you know i, I think though taking a couple of guitar lessons too kind of got my head into thinking a little bit differently how you know how i wanted to write so, you know, I think that this album was, you know, was definitely something that we all wanted to, to really kind of, you know, to just get in there and, and just hammer the fuck out of. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I just think it's one of those things based on, you know, everything being stopped for literally almost like three years, having to get a new drummer. Um, you know what I mean? We were, we were going to go in earlier and poor Dean got COVID. 
you know, so we had to wait like four more months to record. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, because because of everything, you know, that had gone on, you know, I, I think that's kind of where our mind was going. Um, and, and we knew we wanted like a, a much heavier album. So, you know, there was definitely a conscious effort, uh, you know, to have this be, you know, the heaviest thing that we put out, but also with really, really catchy, you know, choruses and, and bridges. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely heavy, but you know, I mean, that's the thing I was going to ask you is, you know, obviously, there's a lot more of like a groove uh, metal element that you guys got in this record. I mean, like, I'll go back to the song Joe Don Baker. I mean, that's a real just barn burner. Um, yeah. and, and as you mentioned before, you got a new drummer with Seth. I mean, how much how much of an influence has he had now on the band's change in direction with sound, too, with the heaviness as well? A shit ton. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, like, he, he came down and literally, like, the first rehearsal, where did this angel come from? <laughs> you know, like, this little fucker is going to come in. And, he, you know, he's much younger than all. And he just, he had such an amazing, fresh, you know, vibe. And it, it, it was it was really, he kind of rejuvenated, you know, uh, Doug, Joe, and I. And his groove was impeccable. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. so, so I'll put it this way. We went in, usually, you know, you do Friday, Saturday, Sunday with drums. Saturday, we start doing guitar. Wow. Laid down 10 tracks. Most of what you hear on Remedy is either the first or second take. Damn. Uh, you know Impressive. what I'm saying? So yeah. I, he really brought kind of the, you know, the groove factor, but also really, you know, singing, singing and playing over, you know, someone that's doing what he, you know, what he does. It makes it so much easier. Uh, you know, it, it, it's definitely, you know, there's some incredibly kinetic parts, but then, you know, when we lay back, you know, like if it was to the ends of clouds or something, it's just, you know, it, it's just, I, I think because the way he plays it and the way, you know, that Doug had it in his mind, um, it's just one of the things where everything clicked, like everything absolutely clicked. Um, so he, he yeah, I mean, he definitely, you know, he definitely made that made us step up our game. We didn't want to show up by, by by the youngster, you know what I mean? So yeah. Mark, Mark, speaking of drums, yep. you remind you remind me of Psycho Vegas and the drumming yeah. incident. I, yeah. I know I bring this up all the time. Yeah. I, I, I don't even know. Maybe you get pissed off, which you're probably the last person I want to piss off because you're much bigger than even <laughs> me. <laughs> and I'm six two and a half, two fifteen on yeah. a bad day. You're right, right, built right, right. like I'm like, 6'4, 245 right now. Yeah, okay. You're like a proto linebacker that could go and cover itself <laughs> or tight end, quite frankly. Damn, I you're played, tight I, end, Mike. I, I played tight end. Uh, I played, yeah, I think we've, yeah. So I, I played hockey, <laughs> I played lacrosse. I went to college to play lacrosse. Oh, wow. Oh. My shoulders, so. Wait, talk, yeah. talk, talk to us about Psycho. A lot of people don't know the story. I mean, uh, I will preface it by saying, holy shit, what yeah. a set. Your set was so on fire. The whole room was on fire. The electricity was, wow. Yeah, so, you know, so so we, we, we just came out, you know, ball ball right off the bat, just fucking crushing. Um, <laughs> and we That's got through two other songs, and all of a sudden, you know, the fucking, uh, you know, the, the bass drum had broke. And so there were no, oh, this was a fucking nightmare. 
So there were no, <laughs> there were no other drums in the whole fucking place. You know, there and, and there was no like you know extra pick and shit like that. And I was like, there's no fucking way I'm coming here just to play a couple tunes. So, you know, so I just was like, you know what? I, my ass is getting back up there. And, you know, and, 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 and we had, it. you know, I think there was like 800, 900 people. So they were the ones all of a sudden, you know, just started clapping. And, you know, we, we did like a 10, 15 minute brown sugar in the place. The place like erupted. It was um, so cool. It was yeah. so, so organic feeling. Uh, I think yeah. for a lot of people, they didn't know that that was, you know, what song it was or anything. And they just yeah. saw you guys doing something that sounded cool. Your soulful vocals was, I mean, somewhere there's got to be a video of this whole thing, I would imagine. It was, you <laughs> I, know, it was I, like I the first is, year. Uh, it was the first year of Psycho, I think. It was, So, yeah. obviously, not all the shit was together uh, when it came to, you know, being able to backfill real quick with another drum. Yeah. Um, and, and, Mark, you know, the, the <laughs> Sasquatch did a show at Stone and Dusted where uh, Craig Riggs, which, of course, you know from your Boston boys. Oh, up there, yeah. He's playing drugs for Sasquatch and, and, and the bass or one of them or the blew out. And the sound guy went and did the change while the song was going on. Uh, wow. That video now is like twenty or thirty thousand views or something, sure. uh, and the guy was also probably an acid and meth. We're not we're not sure of the combination or what. <laughs> gotcha. Like he was Something. out of his mind. He was plugging in his guitar in a, into the sand and shit. <laughs> he was creeping around the the speakers. Sure. Keith gave him the stink eye, like no tomorrow, like I'm gonna fucking kill you. He was looking yeah. at him singing the song Destroyer, staring right at him. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. It's interesting when the drums become this strange oddity within all that, but I'll tell you, you handle right. it like a pro. You got drunk as fuck later on that night. <laughs> I remember yeah. seeing you going, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you, you know, it's just one of those things. It's like you definitely have to be able to think on your feet. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, you know, it, it, we just made the best out of, out of, you know, out of what we could do, because um, yeah, uh, again, none of I, I wasn't just gonna say, all right, fuck this. We we, we had to do it, and, and and so yeah, so we played it. It was great. I mean, the whole crowd was you know clapping, uh, you know, and yeah, I'd probably say many people didn't know that tune, but uh, but it, but you know, it it definitely saved that set for us by doing that. Yeah. But yeah, that sucked. Yeah, that was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> awesome well mark remedy i know you know it, it marks obviously now the second release that you guys have done now with blacklight media and metal blade right. um and for those that don't know blacklight you know media they're actually owned by celebrity chef chris santos who right. i know yeah i know he signed you guys after seeing you guys play one time i think back in new york some some yeah, years ago yeah right yeah okay yeah. Um, and of course, now you got Brian Slagle, of course, with Metal Blade mm -hmm. being behind you as well. So, how, I mean, for you guys as a band, I mean, how fortunate and really important, I would say, has it really been to have those two guys helping you out behind the scenes and pushing you guys? I mean, oh, it's amazing. It's, 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 right? Yeah, it's, it, you know, if you would ask me when I was a 19 year old kid, <laughs> you think me on Metal Blade? No fucking way. You know what I mean? Not, not even in that. Yeah, you, you know what? The thing is, is that 
obviously, you know, they know the ins and outs of music, but they're even better humans. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, really putting out these albums, you know, you, you want to make the label proud, right? Like every one that's worked on it, um, especially, you know, like, like, you know, Heidi and Ryan, um, you know, you, we wanted to make something that, you know, if they were playing for someone, they'd be like, oh, yeah, I, I work with this band. So, you know, being able, you know, to to literally like, you know, talk to Chris or, or you know, like, you know, having Brian, you know, Brian Slager like something. <laughs> it's, it's, it's absolutely amazing. So we definitely, you know, are cognizant of that and really try to step up our game. Because, you know, we, we want to make, obviously, every everyone associated with that, you know, with the album proud, you know, that we are on their label. Sure. Absolutely, man. Now, I also I just want to ask you something. You know, I read somewhere, I think it was might have been a press release or something, but I know you stated for you guys as a band how important it is for you guys on each record to set goals and challenges. Yeah. And, and that the day you stop doing that is when you would fail as a band. Now, when yeah. you say failed, I mean, do you refer to that? Like, do you believe that if you didn't do that, that your music wouldn't be good? I mean, do you feel like, for instance, like, for instance, Remedy, it's a great record. Now, if you did exactly the same thing you did on this record, on the next record, does that mean in your mind you it wouldn't be a good album? I mean, just expand on that a little bit. I mean, do, do you feel like you yeah. have to constantly evolve, obviously, as a band, correct? Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, I, I think each album you should bring, you know, you should, you should never just be sedentary. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I I think you know I, I think all of us are are playing the best that you know literally we've ever been playing. Um, so you know, in, in my you know, in my mind, right? I, I think of everything is, is like I would like playing sports and things like that. So they're always that you know. I, I just think that you always have to be improving, and you also you know you have. To, for me, you know. I, I try to bring songwriting each time, you know, um, a very honest, you know, um, something that is obviously relatable. So, you know, I, I think, yeah, if, if, if we don't push ourselves, you know, to be a better band, why do you do it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'm not someone that, uh, you know, will go back and listen, listen to things, which is, I had to because we're on tour, right? Try to remember some of these songs, but uh, but 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 yeah, I I just think like if, if we just put out shit that always sounds the same, why are you doing it? You know what I mean? Mm. If someone's gonna pay for you to go in the studio, you should not, you know, you should literally knock the bottom out of it. Um, and it, it's just you know, I I think you know mentally, you know, you have if you don't challenge yourself to make something sound different, right? Or, 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 or to really, you know, in our mind is like, we wanted to crush what we did on Equilibrium. So yeah, so, so if it was something that, that was kind of just dialed in, you know, I'd be like, eh, you know. Mm-hmm. If, if I don't want to play it, then why would anyone want to hear it? You know what I mean? Sure. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I think that as a band, yeah, you should always, you know, just want, you know, to obviously to grow but, you know, you want to, if it's something you're going to share, you know, with people, it, it, it should literally be the best stuff you put out each time. So, you know, I, I just think there has to be that honesty factor. And also, you know, there has to be, you know, you, you, you can't just sit back and be like, oh, okay, I guess we'll record this, right? It has to be somewhere where you're like, 
we're going to do this and it has to be better than anything we've done. And how can we do that? So, yeah, I, I just think there's an honesty to it, you know, and plus, you know, if people are going to spend money, then you have to give them something that they're going to dig. You, you just don't want a carbon, yeah. product, you know, you don't want it. You don't want it to be an equilibrium light. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, yeah, I, I just think, you know, you should always just shoot, 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 you know, for, for you know, the upper echelon as much as you can.
one thing you definitely shoot for in the upper echelon is song titles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, Amazing. Yeah. So I fuck. I've answered this question so many times. I so, know. so you know. So so yeah. The song titles have nothing to do with the songs. Right. Um, right. You know, some people get caught up in that, and literally, like this was pretty tame <laughs> c- compared to the shit we were going to put on it. Uh, you, you, you know, uh, title-wise, it's just one of those things, you know, where because you know, lyrically, some of the stuff, you know, is, is can be a bit, you know, dark and things like that. So, you know, we don't take ourselves, you know, uh, we, you know, we enjoy having fun and we enjoy laughing and things like that. But literally, you know, we just pictured, you know, like some dude, you know, just like reading these album titles. And, and, and like almost getting uncomfortable, you know what I mean? <laughs> so so, so we, we've always looked at it in terms of that, like like some you know older gentleman reading, you know, and be like, "What does pillow talk mean?" You know what I mean? Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. that's what, you know, or uh, or Tom Cruise Control, or Clown, oh, what a great, you know what I mean? So, yeah, Tom so, Cruise yeah. Control, what a great name! What a yeah, what yeah, a genius so, one! You know, yeah, so shit like that, you know, we just have always we we've always you know. It's definitely, you know, a, a tongue-in-cheek uh, factor regarding oh, yeah. that. And, and plus, you know, like, I've never fought a dragon, right? Like, I don't live in the fucking desert. Like, I grew up in Watertown, New York. So, Dragons so I, are in the desert? Know, what's that? Dragons are in the desert? They are. I don't know if you knew that. I, I mean, I live in one part of the desert. There's yeah. like a dragon lady, <laughs> maybe. Uh, kimono dragons, I, I don't know. They're not... They're probably in some desert somewhere. Right. I don't know. Right. Fucking deserts. Yeah. Uh, peyote, and you might actually see a dragon. In the de- peyote, yeah. Yeah. and you might see a dragon in the desert. I'm thinking. You might. Uh, what What do you think? What do you think has been your wackiest tour partner, as far as weirdest match of a band you've, you know, toured with? Um. Know if, if there's you know, like wacky like we we've like touring with with goat horror was fun as shit like every oh, every night wow. you know was was a, was an interesting night um i don't think we, we've ever had anyone you know that we wanted to like to run off the road or anything like that no like, casualties <laughs> were fun as shit. yeah probably you know uh, like probably goat horror was you know and us oh, being like, fans of them uh and they're uh, again like the nicest dudes like that that was great, you know, being being able to tour with them. And that's um, a that's a heavy ass band, and that's a heavy ass band. That's a deep South band, dude. Some Southern boys, yeah. uh, out there touring with a bunch of Yankees from Boston or wherever the wherever the yeah. heck you're from. Yeah. <laughs> that's got to yeah. be interesting. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, yeah. So, but but there's always you know you you chat with different musicians and there's always that thing you know that yeah oh you you like that album oh man i love that album uh-huh. or even shit like you know oh, okay you know you can talk sports you know you, you, there's yeah. so many things that yeah. that you have to have you know to be able to do um because you know there, there's so many there's so much time where you're just waiting like just to you know just to play so yeah you know you have to be able to conversate or it's going to be a miserable fucking tour. You, know? you got to build relationships. You got to be yeah. human. Because we're all fucking human. We got commonalities. Yeah. So yeah. It, it makes sense. And I, I, you know, yeah. hey, what would be your biggest crowd you played in front of? And then what's the smallest, uh, if you can remember? Sure. Yeah. I mean, 
So, you know, the festivals in Europe, like Roadburn and things like that, you know, uh, you play in those big rooms, you know, there's over thousands of people. Probably the, the, the fuck, I'm trying to think, the tiniest. Um, I'm trying to think where, the, where that would have been. Uh, probably just first starting out, but I'm trying to think, like, uh, I don't know. You know what? I, I, I think, like, when we first did Europe, I, I, I think, fuck, we were booked in, like, these, uh, I, I don't know if, if, if they were the most appropriate clubs for us. So I think one time in Cologne, <laughs> you know, there was that many people, but man, they bought like $300 worth of merch. So. Nice. Yeah. Um, but you, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but the thing is, and I've always been very vocal. I don't care if there's 3000 people or three people, we're still going to hit it because if you spent money to come watch us play, yeah, we're never, ever going to just dial it in. Like, fuck that. Like, like if someone, you know, is taking the time to come watch you play, you have to kill it. You, you can't just be, you know, yeah. like moody and shit on stage. You, you got to kill it. So, <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't matter yeah, if there's three people or thousands. You, you still got to, you know, crush. It's uh, what's what do you think has been the smallest? Like how many more so? Like have you played for 10, 20, 30? Uh, I, you know, what? we probably have played for like 10 people before, you know, years ago. Yeah, just starting out. Yeah. You know, sometimes those shows are fun as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like people are like, yep. "Hey, will you play this?" So you're like, "Yeah, I'll play." You know what I mean? And it, then, it's you know the hang after is usually pretty spectacular. It's always memorable, I think, for all people involved, uh, for sure. I I went to it, for all people involved. Like I, I was at a show with Spirit Caravan, Elder, Moss Generator, and it was maybe fifteen or twenty of us. Uh, and it was early Elder too, so. A lot of people didn't know him, and Moss Generator yeah, yeah. hadn't gone on tour with Fu Manchu yet, and right. the venue did nothing. <laughs> like right. they didn't tell anyone anything. But yeah, we literally, a lot of us have gotten to know each other, and so when the obsessed coming down, we're literally we're like, "You're at that Spirit Caravan one, right?" We're like looking at each other, saying, "Oh yeah, right. yeah." And a bunch of us are already friends. I mean, it was literally right. Like <laughs> it was, you could walk right up and be right in front of wino and you know look right over a short guy that's right in front of you it was that easy it was crazy um would love to get you over here back to vegas at some point uh yeah i see you on your tour i don't know i don't think you're going out what too far west how far down how far out are you going on this tour give us a little idea of some of the spots yeah so uh so tomorrow we'll be in lincoln nebraska and then sunday we'll be in denver uh, and then we're doing a show in Austin, a show in Arlington, a show in Houston. Uh, we're doing Nashville. <clears throat> we're doing Atlanta. Uh, we're doing New Orleans. Um, and then we end up, you know, a couple of shows in the Carolinas. Then our last show is with Yob and Caven on the 10th of June oh. in Boston. So, so that, that's nice. our last show. Very cool, very cool. Well, Mark, you know, um, so after now this tour, I mean, do you guys have, have anything else planned in terms of any shows lined up either, you know, in, in you know, the western part of the States or in Europe or anything? Yeah, kinda, yeah so, we, we, you know, we have like, we have some, you know, ones in Maine and later in, in June. Um, and, yeah, so we're, we're just really, you know, looking to probably get back out in the fall. You know, we'll, we'll definitely do something there, either, you know, either in the States or in Europe. You know, we're looking at right now, like, you know, to do some festivals and such. So, you know, I mean, we have an amazing team. So, you know, 
I, we, we kind of just let them do our, you know, to do their thing, um, which is great. You know, we have great booking agents. So, you know, uh, we just kind of you working with? Go, you know? What's that? Who, who are you working with uh, booking agent-wise? So, so we have Aaron Gray, who's amazing from Heavy Talent. We, we've worked with him for a really long time. He's yep, also, you know, one of our best friends. So, Part of that so, whole you know, Boston crew. What's that? Part of that whole Boston he crew. Is, yeah, yeah. He's, you know, he's a masked guy. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so yeah, you know, we, we've been really lucky in, in that aspect, you know, to, to, to be able to work with one of your buddies is pretty key. Yeah. Yeah. And, and are there, what are some current uh, rock bands or metal bands that you're digging? Oh, Christ. Um, that I'm digging. Uh, you know, I, I it, it always goes back to you know, kind of like High on Fire, Sleep. Uh, that you know, the new Queens of Stone Age. Um, I don't tend to listen to a shit, you know, to a ton of heavy stuff. Uh, to be honest with you, so I mean, you know, like Doug and Joe and Seth, they list to way heavier stuff than me. Um, so yeah, you know, for me, it's. It's it's definitely you know like the first thing that draws my ear you know if, if the drummer's good or not like like if the band doesn't have a killing drummer I can't listen to it <laughs> and then you know and, and then it has to you know vocally it has to be something that kind of you know pulls me in um, so it, you know I kind of have the staples that I really dig um, but but yeah you know and, and still you know like. I'll still listen to like Made and the Thin Lizzy and all that, but um, you know, yeah, it's it's it always goes back into like yeah, the the, the staples, of the classics, the, yeah. Well, yeah, I you know, Queens shit like that. I uh, yeah, the new Queen song, uh, it's grown on me quite a bit. I just saw, you know, they're starting to do their teasers, so it's gonna be interesting yeah. to hear the new Queen's album for sure, and hopefully. Hopefully he rocks it up a little bit more. I think he's gone a little uh, wayward with some of the production before, so hopefully it's cool. Um, you know yeah. what's interesting, Mark? I just want to tell you, uh, going way back when I first started getting into uh, the Heavy Underground, yep. it was you guys, Sasquatch, Freedom Hawk, and Rival Sons. It's kind All of right. what woke me up. Uh, it, yeah, it literally took me from being a guy that thought radio uh, validated, you know, whether music was good or not, which, of sure. course, is a fallacy because radio was created just for money and, and, and you know, labels sure. are as well. And yeah. it was just so amazing. And what's great is all four of you, I mean, Rival Sons, wow, what they've been doing. Yeah. I mean, and they're just amazing. Uh, all four of you are really on top of your game. I mean, Freedom Hawk... I rated their last album last year as my album of the year. Oh, and right. yeah. Sasquatch wasn't too far behind. Sure. Yeah, I mean, and, and they're all really good dudes, too. Which, yeah. You know, because I, I've met some musicians, yeah, that, that I'm not too uh, fond of. So, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? So, so having, you know, guys, you know, like that, it's amazing to deal with. Um, yeah. You know, one thing I, I should put out there is, like, you know, as, as, as I'm getting older and things like that, like, I, I, I really think the last few Mastodon albums have been oh. fucking amazing. Mm. So, you know, that's definitely something that, that I, I find has been influencing me a lot lately, too, you know. Like, I've always loved Mastodon, but I just feel like their last few albums have been spectacular. Yeah. You know, it, it just, I mean, he's, I think he's one of the best drummers. 
Oh yeah. You know, it, it doesn't matter what genre is groove is so impeccable. Yeah. You know, um, so you know, I, I think that's also been a really huge influence. But that's probably in terms of heavy bands, that's probably my favorite right now. Would be Mastodon. Such a fascinating evolution that they've oh, yeah. had over these years. Yeah. Uh, the utilization. I, I, I just saw them recently with the with Gojira. Oh sure. On yeah. tour, and a, a massive show. Uh, and I had almost forgotten that, like, damn if everyone sings. <laughs> like yeah. maybe yeah, I had yeah, yeah. I had thought it was no, just yeah. Troy and uh, the drummer, but wow. Yeah, Brett. It, yeah, yeah. I mean, Brett sings. Troy sings. Yeah, Brian. Yeah, Bill's the only one. But he does some yelling and stuff too. Yeah, yeah, he does some of the early. Uh, totally, you know, yeah, yeah, the more guttural <laughs> sort of. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, definitely. It, it, it's a wild ride. Well, hey, hey, Gaff, we really want to thank you for being on the Heavy Galaxy Show with us. Yeah, thank um, you. I wish you guys all the best on the road. And again, let thank Aaron you. know that you know I'd love to get you out to Vegas. I barely totally. book any shows nowadays. But you're right. one I would do uh, right for sure. I think you need a full on full set in yeah. Vegas. And yeah. we just got to talk to the drummer, make sure there's yeah. no problems with fucking banging the drums to That's bits. Right. And uh, right. I think uh, it's going to be great. So we really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thanks so yeah, much, well, Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's my pleasure. And thanks for digging, you know, all the stuff we've done. Absolutely. Good luck on the rest of the tour, too, Ben. Thank and, uh, you. Yeah. All, yeah. Right. Yeah. all right. All right, bud. Yeah. Thanks, Mark. See everyone. Appreciate it. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care.